One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello. Welcome to Forever oh, 35. Hello. <laughs> hello. This is a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. And I'm Kate Spencer. I am Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this here is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we're not experts or podcast hosts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. If you would like to reach us, you can leave us a voicemail or a text at 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Indeed. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod, on Instagram at Forever35Podcast, join the Forever35 Facebook group, password is Serums, and sign up for our newsletter at Forever35Podcast.com slash newsletter. You know, I did just want to like let everyone know that I got an Apre Gel X nail extension manicure. Okay. And I just wanted to throw that into the conversation because I love how it looks but I can't do this because I know 
the cycle I'm about to get into of like how this will destroy my nails and I'll be addicted to the mm. gel. These are, have you ever had these, Dory? You don't really do an, ex- you're not an extension person because. No, I don't so, think I have. So these are gel, soft gel extensions okay. that are essentially like gel glued onto my fingernails and then they soak off. So whereas like an acrylic mm. or a dip or a hard gel, you would have to like grind off. Mm-hmm. These are a, these are soakers. So I'm getting them taken off in two days. And so I'll, you know, I'll soak in whatever that is, acetone, and then they'll kind of file them off. So the theory is these are better kinds of nail extensions that they're less damaging to your nails. Uh, for me, anything is damaging. But um, but anyway, it's been fun to have these fake nails on, I have to say. Well, Kate, it's funny you bring that up because I am eagerly awaiting a package from Dashing Diva that I ordered a few days ago. What is, what's in it? What's in the package? Some, you know, some, some items that I'm excited to try. Don't want to reveal anything else, but. Really? This is a secret? Well, you know, I like to build anticipation. You are a writer. You, this is your craft. (laughs) You are building suspense. (laughs) Um, I will say as as a, as a little tidbit, I got stuff for both my hands and my feet. If you are putting fake nails on your feet, I am here for it. I am here. Neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) This is exciting. What inspired that purchase? Um, I had a little, I had a toenail fungus issue. Oh, we remember a few months ago. And although it is like dealt with, um, my two big toes are still like growing out. <sighs> so, I mean, look, you asked. So I no, am no, telling I'm not you. Grossed out at your, I'm not grossed out. I'm like mad at toes. It's so um, annoying. So, and I don't really want to put polish on them because they're uneven until they finish growing out. So I, I've, I've taken it upon myself to buy a couple things that I think might work, but we'll see. I cannot say anymore. Are they Don't little ask. hats? I will are they not little respond. hats? Are they little hats for your toes? But they are little hats for my toes. Little hats. You can't put yes. polish on them, but you they can wear little tiny hats. Yes. I Googled it and they said you can get little hats. Little like for caps. your toes. <laughs> for your toes. Yeah. Little caps. <laughs> yeah. Th- that works. You know what? If that's not invented, that's gonna be my next billion dollar idea. Wow. Okay. Toe hats. Toe hats. <laughs> story uh you know how i've been like intending to make italian food for like three months to like yes connect with my ancestors Mm -hmm. well i had like a day of italian cooking self-care where i like got up and i drove myself to italy which is a italian market and a restaurant here in los angeles and, and many other cities around the united states and i bought like authentic italian you know tomatoes and i was really mm-hmm. i bought some pasta and i was mm-hmm. had a recipe mm-hmm. i was following from one of my favorite cookbooks from my which recipe okay so it was um franny's was one of my favorite neighborhood restaurants when i lived in brooklyn and it has since closed but they have a wonderful cookbook and it was like a not a bucatini i i couldn't i didn't have the right pasta so i had to buy like 
the fuck is a big tube pasta called? Really, I'm real Italian. You can tell. Rigatoni? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I had to buy some rigatoni, guanchile, 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 which is like a really delicious, fatty, cured meat and red pepper flakes. And like a be- I bought a, a delicious ricotta cheese and Ooh. butter. Okay. So that's the basics Ooh. of this. That's the basics. It's, well, let me tell you. First of all, it was so fucking good and it was so easy to make. It's this cookbook's excellent. But Dory, the heartburn that came as a result. Oh no. I was up at twelve thirty. No. Uh, ordering Zantac no. off of Instacart. Yeah, it was it was rough. So you know what? I gotta scale back on the on the richness, but it was oh. delicious in the moment. It was so good. It was so good. And I bought myself a bottle of wine. Oh, you really took yourself out on a date. I did. Well, I made a date. I made dinner for myself. Like, you know, when you take the dating to the next level and they like you invite the person over for dinner, I basically just did that for myself. (laughs) Yes. And I made a beautiful arugula salad. Oh, I had a delicious meal. This sounds amazing. It was a nice self date. Like from the start to the end, I enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, until the heartburn. But it was fun. Yeah. So a um, great cookbook. I, I highly recommend it. It was easy. I'm going to make some more. I'm going to make some focaccia bread from Katie Parla's. Can I come cookbook. over? Oh, my gosh. You know what? You can accept the recipe calls for black olives to be pressed oh. into the bread. Never I could mind. make you one. I'm going to make uninviting myself. No, no. <laughs> I was going to try to make some without the olives to see how it comes out because I actually thought about this and I was like, I'd love to give one of these to Dory, but it's calls for oh, olives. So I've got to. Oh, that's so nice. But first I have to try to make it. Her recipes are a little more challenging. Okay. This is from the foods of the Italian South. Which is where my ancestors are from. Okay, okay. They're from the Italian South. So uh, I'm really, you know, just really trying to connect with my people. <laughs> just those people. There are other other people floating around too. But I don't sure, have, sure. Not as des- eager to connect with like the Scots right now. Okay, all right. I mean, look, later. the Scots are cool. Have you? They're cool. Have you read Outlander? <laughs> Yeah, that was my, those were my ancestors <laughs> just fucking and being hot. <sighs> uh, anyway, I'm really proud of you for your uh, current update that you're about to share with us. This is exciting. Oh, thanks. Breaking Dory news. So I recently went to my doctor, my OB, um, OBGYN, and just for like my annual, you know, my annual yeah, your annual vagina checkup right my annual vag checkup <laughs> and when i was going into it i was like you know i don't want to be weighed and then i was like okay i'm just gonna say it i'm just gonna tell them that i don't want to be weighed and when she the nurse came in was like okay i'm gonna have you step on the scale and i said i'm going to decline the weighing today and she said okay mm get up here and not like she was she basically like directed me to the like she was just like i'm gonna take your blood pressure like she didn't she didn't miss a beat great and i was like yes 
this is this is exactly the reaction that I was looking for. And I will tell you, like I know we've had conversations about this on the podcast, but the thing that sort of like really spurred me to do it was something that I read recently in Virginia Soul Smith's newsletter, Burnt Toast, which I love and is all about diet culture, like overcoming diet culture and fat phobia. And especially in the context of parenting, but not just in the Mm. context of parenting. Um, And she wrote something about a month ago called On Saying No to the Scale. And the subhead was, who has the privilege to decline the doctor's office weigh-in? Ooh, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is really interesting. Um, And she goes into, like, why doctors ask you to be weighed and why, like, how you can decline and why weight should not be like our primary measure of health and is usually not the cause of, you know, significant health issues. But if you do have like a significant weight gain or loss in a short amount of time, that can be a sign of an underlying health issue. And so she does say like, if that is the case for you, you might want to consider getting weighed. But in most people's um, situations, you can decline it. She also talks about that, which was an aspect of it that I never thought about. She talks about thin privilege um, when it comes to stuff like this. And this is this is interesting to me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, one thing that like, I've heard people do and like, I feel like I did it once, maybe when I was pregnant. I don't remember. Anyway, that you could like turn, aw- you can ask to turn away from the scale so that like you don't see the number. Um, but Virginia points out when we ref- and this is a quote, when we refuse to see the number on the scale, we reinforce the notion that high numbers on scales are bad and mm. to be avoided. And then she, um, she says, you know, I don't know. She just, she just kind of like goes on to like unpack this and says, if you know on some level you're refusing to see the number because it will make you feel bad, it's worth noting that you have some work to do disentangling body size and value. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then she says, I think if you have the privilege to benefit from refusing to be weighed, you should do it as an act of allyship and a crucial first step making towards making that kind of seismic change. I'm also, and I'm just working through this all in my head because I've never, this has never crossed my brain before. And so I'm probably going to articulate this poorly, but it is also a real thin privilege to decline to be weighed and have that just be accepted because and she talks about this too okay because as a like me i'm i wear straight sizes i i've this is how i've operated for a while now and nobody gives me a hard time but i suspect if i were a fat person that reaction could very possibly be different and obviously i don't know because i've not had that experience in that body but um 
I, I guess I, I guess I'm realizing my privilege in this situation. I just wanted to note that because I had not ever thought about it in that way before. Yeah. So she, so Virginia says, if you have thin privilege, your and my work is not done when we say a polite no thank you and then silently appreciate how that takes the focus off of our weight during the rest of the visit. We also need right. to engage our providers on why we're refusing, which I, you know, I did not do. Um, and she says, I'm still figuring what that this piece of advocacy looks like for me. And I feel like I don't know what that looks like for me either. Like, I feel like this was like my first step into this yeah. world. And like now that I've done it and kind of like taken that leap, I can kind of like move forward in more ways. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, I remember the first time I did this, maybe even the first few times, possibly every time I feel nervous. Mm-hmm. Because because that relationship, that status relationship with medical providers is like, I always feel like the lower status person in the relationship. Yeah. And so I just think I'm like, who am I to be like, oh, I don't want to be weighed. So uh, anyway, so it's taken me a lot of like, it, it's taken like, I want to say courage, but it took me a lot of like, I had to work up to it and I always felt nervous. So the next step, I'm going to have to get nervous again, get uncomfortable again and say, hey, here's why. Mm-hmm. Fuckers. Yeah. Just like that. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Here's why, fuckers. Here's <laughs> why, fuckers. <laughs> Boy. <sighs> this bubbly uh, water is really getting to me today. Anyway, I just thought well, that was all like... thanks for sharing that. That's so yeah, interesting. Very interesting food for thought. It's definitely... Like, sorry, no pun intended. But um, it's definitely made me think a lot about like these systems that we all participate in. Yeah. Or I should say we all. I should say that I participate in. Um, and you know, how to challenge those, those systems. So, and I also think I'm trying to kind of recognize my own, um, like fear, not fears around it necessarily, but like, sometimes I just don't know what the next step should be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, this is all to say, I really appreciate Virginia's work. You should subscribe to her newsletter. Um, you can do that at virginiasoulsmith.substack.com. Amazing. Well, Dory, let's take a break. And okay, let's do that. When we come back, we'll hear from some listeners. Okay. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. 
like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like 
I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. All right, we have returned. Oh, we have. Here is uh, a message that we just received. Hi, Kat and Dora. I'm sitting in my car early and waiting for it to be an appropriate time for me to arrive at my gym class thinking about my period. Relatable question mark slash shrug hands emoji. <laughs> I've recently started using period underwear. Since they aren't cheap, I only have a few pairs right now, but I'm really enjoying them so far. So plan to get enough for my full cycle. My aim in using them is to eliminate tampons and pads. However, I wondered what the listeners thought and you, of course, might be on... Ugh, I'm, I'm fucking this up. I wondered what the listeners' thoughts and yours, of course, might be on wearing them to the gym. It seems a bit gross with the combination of period and sweat. Am I overthinking this? Is it fine? Who's to say? I'm scared of menstrual cups, so I'm still using tampons when I go to the gym, but would love to hear thoughts and feelings. And they also had a nice message for us. They said, Dory, I loved. Thanks for waiting. I'm so sorry you aren't getting a paperback. And Kate, I cannot wait to read in a New York minute. Mm. Mm. Periods in our books. Mm. Thank you. Well, you know, I do, uh, I do wear period underwear to the gym with a menstrual disc. Okay. But I have a, I have a heavy menstrual cycle. And so I don't feel comfortable just wearing the period underwear slash. I don't love the feeling of like free bleeding into period underwear. It just, there's mm. like a dampness that I'm like, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will say. Uh, I think I bought Think's menstrual underwear, and I believe they make workout leggings that are lined with their menstrual underwear stuff. Oh, wow. So that might be something to look into, actual clothing options with that protective absorbent material built in. 
Okay. I like where you're going with this. So, yeah. But I also think like if you do not need to be an absolutist. And if you want to mm. wear a tampon to the gym, like I, I suspect you're doing this to eliminate environmental waste. I don't know. You said you want to eliminate like, tampons and pads. You need to be an absolutist. <laughs> like, we'll you must be a period absolutist. <laughs> I mean, I just think like keep some tampons around or a pad and just pop it in like, you know, in the morning. Like, okay. You know, I just you don't think you have to hold yourself to like the highest standard of menstrual usage. You've I made some changes fair. that seem like they're reasonable and following whatever kind of actionability that you desire. I think you yeah. can um that being said, you can wear period underwear at the gym. I mean, I I agree. I don't wear period underwear, but I don't see why you shouldn't be able to wear it at the gym. Yeah. I mean men's period, what did you say? Menstrual blood and sweat? It seems gross. Listen, let them have it. I would say just get in there. <laughs> The world needs to get more comfortable with the idea of period and sweat. So tell everyone that Kate said it was okay. Yeah, please do. Please put my name on that quote. Put Kate's name on it. Anyway, I would love to hear people's thoughts. What do you wear? Especially as, you know, times are a change in how we deal with our menses. Yeah. I have told you that once I did try a sea sponge. Oh, Kate, you're not supposed to do that. I'm not. No. I can't use. Well, it didn't work. Why Dr. aren't you supposed Jen, to use? Dr. Jen oh. Gunter has a lot of thoughts about this. Well, look, I was new to Los Angeles. I was swept up in the woo of it all. I was at a cool store in Echo Park and I bought a menstrual sea sponge. Let me tell you, I, I bled through that thing in like two seconds. That was the end of that relationship. Uh, okay. So... <laughs> She has written about this on her blog. I just found something that she wrote a few years ago. Um, she says sea sponges aren't like they she's like they are bath sponges. They are <laughs> so not gross. like they're promoted as natural alternatives to menstrual tampons, but they are untested, potentially very unsafe, and they're also filled oh with god. dirt. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> um god. she is like, do not use these. Okay. Hey everybody, don't do what I did. So, listen, I... She says, I'm the expert, and I say women should not use sea sponges in their vagina. Great. She well, we is are not expert. experts. So, yeah. So, we <laughs> defer to her. Also, uh, Jen Gunther, come on this podcast anytime. We'd love to have I you. I know. Uh, We've tried. We have tried. Um. All right, Dory, do you want to read this next email? I would like nothing more. Hmm. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm a longtime listener in my mid-20s. I've been wanting to write in on the topic of stuttering for a while, as I don't think it has ever been mentioned on the pod. I've had a stutter my entire life. It runs in the family. It's definitely anxiety-induced. When I'm comfortable chirping with friends, people sometimes forget I have a speech impediment. However, in any stressful or unfamiliar situation, including meeting new people or even ordering a coffee, I get this blocked feeling in my throat and often can't get the words out for a while. My face starts twitching. I often shut my eyes and to people who don't know what's going on, I must look like a complete lunatic. I've had to move a lot across countries and states as a child, and my stutter has definitely made it infinitely more stressful. But thankfully, I've always been relatively confident and social and able to move past the discomfort. 
I'm starting a new job tomorrow, and that has made me reflect on the role this speech problem has played in my life so far. From when I was a child, I've dreaded school presentations, but would never skip class on those days because I realized that hiding out made me feel miserable and incompetent. I've tried different speech therapies, none of which worked, and have since accepted the fact that I speak differently from most people, as long as my stutter doesn't preclude me from reaching my goals and living a fulfilling life. I've switched between several jobs and gigs in the past few years compared to many of my friends who just chug away at one place. And I do think that a big part of this unwillingness to settle is me being scared of missing out on opportunities just because I don't want to go through the discomfort of the interview process or getting adjusted at a new place. Speaking of interviews, they are so hard for me. During the first round, I got blocked on every single word and felt like listening to me must have been a miserable experience. However, I got the second interview and then the job offer with a great salary and benefits, which makes me suspect that no one cares about my stutter as much as I do. Apart from the therapeutic value of writing this out, I'm wondering if there are other Forever 35 listeners with a stutter and if they have any wisdom on navigating life with this sneaky disability. My current strategy is to just lean into it and learn to live with a stutter. However, I do wonder if it will become a roadblock for leadership opportunities down the line. I'm a designer, so my work involves drawings. But as you get more senior, there will be a lot of talking to clients, consultants, and contractors. I'd really appreciate any thoughts and advice from both of you and the rest of the community. P.S. My question is angled specifically towards career development because I'm lucky to be in a long-term relationship and have great friends. However, I could easily imagine how a stutter can affect every area of one's life and be a serious blow to self-esteem. Ooh. You know, we've, I don't think we have talked about this at all. No, I don't think we have. On the show. Thank you for bringing up this important conversation. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a stutter and I'm, I don't think I have anyone aside from a couple kids that I know, you know, adults close in my life who have dealt with a stutter to my knowledge. So I don't have a lot of like firsthand experience in this area. And I'm glad we're opening this up for conversation from other people, from their listeners. Um, Do you have any experience? I don't. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to really weigh in on this because I just don't have the background to, I think. You know, it's, I think it is hard to say. I mean, I'm glad you had this experience of wondering if maybe no one cares about your stutter as much as you do, but that still doesn't like your feelings are still valid, you know? And yeah. It's, that's a lot to carry into move through these kind of interview experiences um with that with that worry yeah and i would love to hear from others if they've navigated this and and i also think it's important for us non-stuttering folks to hear the res- like hear of this listener and hear the responses cuz mm-hmm. this is not you know when it's not something you deal with personally you often have limited understanding yeah, it's not something that I like I've had the privilege of not having to really think about this at all. Yeah. So, so I think listener, thank you so much for bringing this this conversation out to us. Yeah. And I hope that other people can weigh in here. And also congratulations on yeah. the new job. Congrats on the job. Yeah. That's so incredible. Cool. And also like I do think I just want to like honor the fact that like you have like you have had to deal with like this is really intense you're like you talk about how you've had to deal with this since childhood 
and how it has impacted different parts of your life. And I just think, um, like fucking pat on the back here. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Dory, uh, one last email before we take a little ad break. This is a, this is a fun one here. This is an interesting thing we've also never talked about. Longtime listener of the pod. They recently I went back to work and back to my long commute three days a week. I live just outside Boston, shout out, and drive through the city to get to work. I also have anxiety. And one of the things I do a lot is bite my nails and bite and pick at my cuticles. And I noticed upon my return to driving a lot that when I'm in traffic, I'm constantly either biting or picking. So what to do? Driving gloves that I can put lotion on underneath to help heal my cuticles as well. I also got gloves that supposedly provide UV protection. I just started using them, but it feels like it may make a big difference and thought I'd share if there are other anxious nail biter pickers out there who notice it big time while driving. And then they link to their driving gloves. Oh my God. (laughs) They're amazing. They've got like little speckles on them. Ooh. Like, like, like they're like they've got the things that are on the bottom of a nonstick sock, so you can yes, grip yes, your yes. steering wheel or like your screen. Okay, these are amazing. This feels like something, Dory. I could see you wearing driving gloves. Well, I have those um, arm arm <gasps> those sleeves. Yes, the sunscreen protection sleeves. Yeah, so. You know, I, I'm on board with this. I think this is a great idea. I mean, I have to say, I have to do a lot better about um, sunscreening my hands. So, listener, mm. I think this is a wonderful idea. Plus, you're going to look so chic. You need a little, like, big, you need some like, big Jackie O sunglasses and then, like, mm-hmm. a nice, like, little scarf and a convertible. Ooh, yeah. You've got to change your whole driving setup in order to really match these driving gloves because mm, they sound great. Mm. All right. Well, okay, let us take a short break. Okay, BRB. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. 
You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay. <laughs> we got a text. It says, I am a Congress reporter and was in the Capitol and we did not know the daylight saving time bill was happening. Took everyone in the press gallery by surprise. House vote seems unlikely, though. I truly thought of this podcast when it happened. <laughs> so I like fully am now visualizing the fact that a Congress reporter listens to this podcast. They're in the belly of the Capitol. Oh, yeah. Where America is made. <laughs> like, I can't, okay, I can't, I just okay. can't get over this imagery of like a, a, a Congress reporter. Like, that's just such a cool job and you're like in the Capitol building. Maybe you're in those basement tunnels with that little train. I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's announced and you're like, oh, everyone in the press gallery is like, oh my God, what? And then you're like, oh, the podcast I listen to is really into Big Clock. I should go tell them. I just love this. I have like a whole fantasy about this text message. Uh, um, I love this too. Also, don't you love like the inside scoop like nobody knew this was coming yes well what didn't i oh <laughs> like i thought i talked about this i put this in my newsletter um a link to a story where someone like went through how this actually happened yes and and it was i mean it was it was this like obscure um I forget the the term of it, but like it it no one knew it was happening essentially. Okay. All right. Um so took us all. It shocked the world. Yeah. Really did. did. All right. Well, one final text message. Doral, I'll did you just read this or did I just read the last one? My brain is mush. You read the last one. I Okay. I'll hand I'm gonna hand the microphone off to you for this final one. Just a heads up that when you discuss forest bathing, it comes from a Japanese tradition. 
Um, And then this is a quote. I don't know where it's from, but it is a quote. In 1982, the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries created the term Shinrin-yoku, which translates to forest bathing or absorbing the forest atmosphere. The practice encourages people to simply spend time in nature, no actual bathing required. P.S. My signed copy of your book arrives today per its tracking info, and I've been stalking the mailbox all day. (laughs) That's very sweet. So sweet. Um, What a great reminder. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Appreciate it. Well, Well, Kate, this was a pleasure. Where to to even begin? What what a variety of topics that we've covered. Indeed. Um, Yeah. Well, this was great. And we will talk to you all again soon. Farewell. Bye. Bye.